0: whatever it takes a podcast in which we talk about
1: every episode of Degrassi the next generation I'm Kelsey and I'm Holland and today we are talking about the two-parter season three episode 14 and 15 accidents will happen Kelsey will you please read us both of the summaries from YouTube gladly so
0: the one for part one is Uh, Manny falls flat at her her gymnastics meet because she feels nauseous. When her sickness doesn't go away, Manny begins to worry it may be something more than the flu. And the second one is, Manny and Craig's pregnancy is outed by the furious Ashley to the whole school during lunch. Their failed practice to take care of Spike's baby convinces Manny, but not Craig, that at 14, she is not ready for motherhood sentence is long and choppy. Um, I mean, the first one is fairly misleading because she doesn't fall down because she's nauseous. She falls down because she thinks she's pregnant and Craig is there and her mom is there and there's a baby crying in the background and she's panicking. But sure, <laughs> because she's nauseous.
1: Yeah. I mean, good job, Degrassi. YouTube summary from not like giving it away. But yeah, not totally accurate. Um, I'm appreciating the brief summaries though, because the ones on the wiki are just getting longer and longer.
0: Yeah. As the person who reads the summaries, I am very glad that we're sticking to the, uh, YouTube ones because it just, they're so long. I can't do it. It's just, I don't want to, I don't want to read the dumb summaries for that long because they're usually incorrect anyway. I don't know. Hollins, can you please tell us about the episode title? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, so the episode title, Accidents Will Happen, is a 1979 Elvis Costello song. Technically not an 80s song, but like probably carried on over to the 80s, so I will forgive you, Degrassi. Um, your season one episode title listing was also not really on the 80s song like theme, but whatever. Um, nothing super... Notable about the song. I mean, I think it's a very aptly named episode because pregnancies are a lot of the times accidents, especially when you're in high school. But I wanted to note that when I was looking up the song on the Wikipedia page, it literally says under like the legacy tab, it says the popular Canadian teen drama Degrassi, the next generation which is known for naming episodes after hit songs from the 1980s, named a controversial two-part episode after the song in 2004. So the Degrassi has made it onto an Elvis Costello song Wikipedia page, and I'm just, like, kind of proud of them.
0: Me too. I'm, like, weirdly proud. I'm like, good for you. You guys
1: made it. <laughs> and because it was a controversial episode, um, this episode, I... It did not air in the U.S. until 2006, but it aired in Canada in 2004. So I didn't know that this episode even existed. Or I think I had, i didn't know it existed until I, like, went on to the com and was on the forums and people had, like, talked about it. And I realized that we didn't get this episode in America. And I think it aired in America when there was, like, a like every episode ever marathon and with the cast would like introduce all the episodes and that was the first time that i saw it
0: yeah me too um yeah they just i mean it's not surprising but it's still shitty um yeah they didn't air it here because for a free country it's not super free um And did they cut stuff out of it? There's, like, stuff that I don't remember. Like, I don't remember her at the doctor's office. Did that
1: actually happen in the U.S. version? Did they cut stuff? I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised um, if they had cut things out. But this is one of the episodes I just haven't seen as much as the other ones, purely because it didn't air in America until, like, two years later. So I don't think I remember this one as much. I think I've literally only seen this episode like two or three other, like maybe one or two other times, actually. Um, So I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if America had like even edited the version that they already like banned in the first place.
0: Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be a huge surprise. I mean, but also my memory is not that great from like this long ago or especially this time period. So who knows? I don't know. I just didn't remember the doctor's office scene. Um, But let's just get started. Um, I love these episodes, by the <laughs> way. They're amazing. Um, But it starts off and like there's like a gymnastics team practice and they're also getting their photos taken for the yearbook, which do we ever see the gymnastics
1: team again? I was literally going to say that. I think we both wrote down, since when does Degrassi have a gymnastics team? Literally the exact sentence. And I'm pretty sure this is the first and last time we ever see the gymnastics team. Also, a lot of like random people are on the gymnastics team. Like Emma, Manny, Hazel, and Kendra are all on the gymnastics team. And I'm just so confused by everyone on this team. I mean, it makes sense that Manny and like maybe Hazel are on it because they're also on the spirit squad. But since when is fucking Emma and Kendra like why aren't they playing hockey? Isn't that their thing?
0: I don't know. It's but we never see it again. So whatever. But, you know, I don't know. It's weird. Um and then Craig is taking photos of them for the um what do you call it? The uh, the yearbook and his hair is looking extra bushy and Manny is just like I don't feel like smiling when I look at you and I'm like damn
1: like, yeah, Manny, still be cold. He was an asshole to you. I know this doesn't last very long in this episode, but yeah, I guess. Um, and then the credits roll. And then, like, Ashley and Ellie are, like, shading Manny so much in this entire episode. Which, like, I understand. But, like, the after the credits roll, Manny or Ashley and Ellie, like, Are talking about Manny like to her face like as they pass her in the hall I don't really remember what they say but then Paige I'm very happy that she's like still cool with Manny she's not slut shaming her like Ashley is and she's like you know what just change it it's like you just like rewrite the narrative you'll be fine this will blow over
0: yeah Paige is very cool for some of this um and yeah I don't know but like on one hand, you're like, you know, you want Ashley and Ellie to be more, you know, chill and, like, give Manny a break. But also, I mean, granted, throughout this whole episode, we're very sympathetic with Manny. But she did spend, like, five episodes dating another girl's boyfriend, even though that she knew that he was in a relationship. Like, the only time that he lied to her about not being in a relationship was, like, the last, like, 35 minutes of their relationship. So, I mean, like, I understand. Like, I feel like if I was in high school, I would also be acting like Ashley is. I think even now I would maybe be acting like Ashley is. Like, you know, there's only, like, so, like, evolved you can be when, like, a girl has been sleeping with someone that you thought you were in love with. Like, even if, like, Craig did, like, play Manny and Craig is definitely the villain in this and Ashley should treat Craig like the villain, she can also kind of treat. Manny like the villain because she is kind of the villain in her story and it's not like she's like taken Craig totally off the hook for it he's she's still like shitty to Craig so I mean if she was like just mean to Manny I'd be like come on I hate that that's dumb but you know I understand her like being shitty to both of them and Ellie's just a good friend
1: no I totally agree with that um but anyway uh so Paige is talking to Manny Rewrite the narrative. And then, okay, then the B plot in this episode is stupid and boring. And, like, I feel like we can summarize it, like, right now, like, in three minutes and be done with it. Unless we want to just continue to talk about how Jimmy is awful to Toby. But, basically, Toby is, like, trying to be, like, Jimmy's friend because he likes JT. But Jimmy's, like, oh, Toby, you're a dork. Like, go away from me.
0: Which like fair? I mean, all, but although JT says "izzle" like four times, I'm like that needs to stop forever. Um, you're not Snoop Dogg in 2004. Get it to fucking get Um, but yeah, but I but. It, Mm, like I understand that Jimmy is like you're a loser and I don't want to hang out with you but it's like Jimmy remember two years ago when you would go to Ashley's house just to hang out with Toby (laughs) and teach him how to play basketball and you were like I have no ulterior motives I just like Toby what has happened besides the fact that you and Ashley broke up like were you was he like faking liking Toby I don't understand I thought he like genuinely liked Ashley's family
1: I feel like he probably did genuinely like Ashley's family, but he is a teenage boy, and after they broke up, he's like, everything associated with Ashley, I'm staying away from, like, I can't do this anymore. And then, like, maybe the longer he was away from Toby, the more he was like, oh, you know what? Toby's not really my kind of people. Um, I don't really feel like hanging out with you. And they're in high school now. They're not in middle school anymore. I don't really know. I wouldn't want to hang out with Toby anyway, either but whatever so Toby is like trying to get invited to this rap concert that Jimmy has invited JT to and he eventually comes up he like keeps trying to like he keeps saying like what up dog like sup I want to go to like the rapper like something bullets like gets all the stuff wrong trying to like get on Jimmy's good side to go to this concert, and Jimmy's like, get away from me. I don't want to talk to you.
0: Pretty much. And, you know, we we get some really choice moments out of this, like, Toby saying dog a lot. And it's, like, it's so, like, comical, but also it's, like, a huge flashback to this time period when, like, people were really talking like this. Like, not, like, quite so much, but, like, fucking, um... Randy on, like, um, American Idol used to say dog all the time. (laughs) So, and it, like, became, like, a thing. Like, I'm sure it was a thing otherwise, but, like, it was just, like, fucking people saying dog all over the damn place. People saying Izzle all over the damn place. Like, I remember, like, being in, like, middle school and people saying Izzle. And I'm like, we are in the whitest place on earth. You need to stop. Like, you're terrible.
1: Oh, it was bad. 2004 was a bad bad year in some ways um but then toby hears that jimmy didn't do well on his midterms and he got a bad grade and his dad's gonna ground him and he's like well like i'm a computer person i could hack in to the system and change a grade if you let me go to this rap concert i have no interest in it. i just want to go because i want to be your friend i guess and so then later he's in the library and he has jt try to help him hack into the system he accidentally enters in an 8888 percentage for the test which is impossible and then jimmy gets mad and makes him try to change it and when he's in the computer lab radish catches him they both get in trouble and we see like another like amazingly gifable moment where jimmy just calls toby fake like everything about you is fake you're just 100 percent fake and it's amazing and beautiful and that's the end of that storyline and i don't want to talk about it anymore
0: that's fair um that is one of the m- more gifable moments from this show um i always see you're just 100 percent fake <laughs> um which is hilarious and i just ugh, i don't know i just i have like a few more things about this even though i'm sorry um first of all for a computer genius toby does not ha- know how to like change a screen like (laughs) which is ridiculous i've been watching a lot of veronica mars and she like will make shit disappear and it's very impressive and i'm like toby you should be better you're saying you're a computer genius which jimmy calls him out on later but also jimmy's being a bully and an asshole so whatever but then toby fucking if he wants jimmy to be his friend so bad he shouldn't have ratted him out like jimmy probably would have given him like been his friend if toby like went down with this but instead he was like jimmy made me it's like get the fuck over it um and then fucking I, i just i feel like i'd like toby better if he didn't try so hard he's like always trying too hard in one direction or the other like he's either trying too hard to be cool or trying too hard to be like the like weird guy like he's like trying too hard to be like nerdy weird guy or like just like leaning into it And he's trying too hard to, like, be cool, popular guy. Which, fucking, just, just stop. Stop. Oh, I hate Toby.
1: Toby, you stupid little potato. Stay with your other potato friends. Go away. Jimmy is out of your league. Jimmy is, like, what is Jimmy? Like, prime rib? He's, like, he, like, nothing, like, go. I don't, I don't, I don't have words I don't want to talk about Toby anymore. Bye, Toby. (laughs) So... That storyline is over and done with as far as we are concerned. And then um, Manny actually goes up to Ashley at one point and like kind of apologizes and like kind of owns up to the fact that she was in the wrong. But that also like Craig led her on and told her that she was the one and that she was sorry and like kind of tried to smooth things over with Ashley, which like was a pretty brave thing for her to do. She didn't have to do that. Um, and Ashley, like, doesn't totally berate her. She seems like she might be starting to, like, come around to her or at least become indifferent toward her instead of have pure hatred for her. Um, but then she's like, okay, fine. Like She doesn't, like, acknowledge what she said, but it's, like, an okay moment that happens. Yeah, she's
0: actually being fairly chill about the whole situation. Um, and yeah, no, it was brave of Manny. But, you know, she's feeling the guilt because it's not like look, I love Manny and I love Manny in this episode. But I feel like, you know, since we sympathize so hard with Manny and since she is like the hero of our story right now, it but she was also like when it comes to Craig and Ashley, she is hugely in the wrong. So her apologizing is Definitely, like, a production of her guilt because she should feel guilty because she did a shitty thing. And, like, everyone makes mistakes, which is, like, really saying that Ashley needs to, like, cling on to in order to forgive Manny because everyone makes mistakes. And she is 14 and a little dumb. So, like, it's fine.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, Manny was a 1,000% also in the wrong. um, But... We're, like, trying to move forward, I guess, is what the vibe we're trying to go with here. But then the—so there's a gymnastics meet coming up that's really big, but there's, like, a cold or something going around the school. And then Manny is in English class, and— She's like, oh, my God, Ms. Kwan, like, can I please be excused? And Ms. Kwan is like, oh, my God, Manny, are you sick, too? Legina like, you know how irresponsible it is to go to school sick? And Manny's just like, get me out of here. I'm about to throw up on your shoes, Queen Kwan. And she lets her go. And she goes and throws up in the bathroom. And that's our first warning sign. Yeah,
0: I wrote down, ooh, she pregnant. <laughs> um, Also...
1: English they're finally
0: learning about something that isn't Shakespeare or Lord of the Flies they're learning about Moby Dick which is like you guys look at you expanding your fucking education I am proud of all of you also Spinner doing a lot better in English class than he was like being held back has kind of worked for him
1: yeah he's like finally paying attention um, we, we see in part two he's like he gets like symbolism a little bit it's very nice
0: My theory is that Spinner, um, well, I mean, he has ADD, so he gets distracted easily. Or ADHD? I don't remember. ADHD. ADHD. Um, So, like, I'm sure his medication helps with him being, like, irrational and, like, running around and being, like, a loon. But um, I feel like he still, like, is a distractible person. So I think being in class with his friends and, like, people he gives a shit about, that is, like why he can't focus or pay attention because he's, like, too, like, I want to talk to my friends and be social and blah, 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 and pay attention to Paige and, you know, but now that he's, like, in a class with people that he literally does not care if they live or die, he's, like, <laughs> focusing on English. So I think Spinner should maybe just only take classes with people that he doesn't like or care about.
1: Yeah, the office should not put him in classes with his friends because they feel like he would do a lot better. Um, So Manny is growing up and... Later, Emma's like, Manny, are you sick? Oh, my God, I'm going to, like, you can't compete if you're sick. Like, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, Emma, first of all, mind your own goddamn business. I thought you guys weren't friends again. Also, why would you want to rat out a teammate? Like, come on. Like, at least stick together with her as a teammate. Like, shut the fuck up. But Manny kind of, like, is like, no, I'm just nervous. I'm fine. And then she does, like, a cool little beam routine. And by cool, I mean, like. I guess, impressive for a TV show, but probably, like, very basic.
0: Yeah, I think it was probably very basic for an actual gymnast, but for a person (laughs) who's very scared to do any kind of flips, I'm like, cool, you did a good thing. Um, And Emma, like, follows her out, and she's like, you were awesome, you're the best, and Manny's like, yeah, thanks. And I just wrote, yay, be friends.
1: Yeah, so after practice, in the locker room, and then Hazel comes <laughs> in.
0: <laughs> Hazel's my favorite in this. <laughs> this is the best Hazel has ever been, and then, like, we don't see her for the next, like, episode and a half. Um, but she comes in, and she, like,
1: she got her period, and she, what did she say? Something about she's like oh my god does anyone have a tampon like i'm on my period and they're like oh oh really let me see and she's like oh my god i'm surprised you didn't notice i just did a front a front walk that belongs in a horror movie (laughs) it was hilarious
0: it was amazing we both died laughing because i was like that first of all that is a great joke hazel is a secret comedic genius and could definitely give jt like a run for his money as far as like (laughs) Who could do stand-up because hazel's great um and just like i just i don't know i love period humor so i'm like i'm on board for
1: this so and then manny's like oh yeah i still have a bunch like i haven't had mine in a while and then emma's like really and she's like oh yeah i've been training really hard like i don't know and emma eventually obviously gets super nosy and is like i know this isn't any of my business but which is like emma's fucking catchphrase she's so pry because she's emma and she's a social justice warrior and she needs to make everything her business and she's like um are you sure like nothing else is happening and then manny gets very defensive and is like um you're right it's none of your business bye
0: which, like, is fair. I get it. You know, it, it isn't her business. Um. Also, I just understood why they only, why they did a gymnastics team and only for this. Because <laughs> it's like, because gymnasts, like, notoriously, like, don't develop because they, like, work so hard and they start from such a young age that it's like, they notoriously don't get their period. So it's very rational for Manny to be like, well, I've just been training hard as a gymnast. Like, we don't get our period. That's what happens. <laughs> um... And also because it's like the thing that like Manny can definitely, uh, well, not Manny, you know, Cassie Steele can like definitely do acrobatics, so that's you know, and the and her training to be a cheerleader isn't gonna make her stop having her period. So I just understood the gymnast thing.
1: That's very good that you picked up. Like I knew that because my cousin was a gymnast, um, but yeah. Good job to Grassy Riders, I guess. Except we never see the team again. Um, so she's like, "It's none of your business." And then she goes on a run. No, or is this before? This is before her run. She's freaking out about it, and I, then she goes to the meet, and she's thinking she might be pregnant. She's very distracted. Ooh, she talked to Paige. Oh yeah, she talked to Paige.
0: Yeah, so she goes into the bathroom, and she's freaking out, and Paige is in there, and she, like, knocks in the, on the wall, and she's like, hey, Paige, and Paige is like, oh, yeah, sure, and she, like, passes her some toilet paper, and she's like, you know, if we had some female custodians, and I'm like, this is a rant I'd like to see followed through on, um, and then Manny's like, no, no, Paige, and Paige is like, you're welcome, leave me alone, <laughs> and she's like, how do you know if a guy used a condom, and we all collectively go, oh, honey, <laughs> and Paige is like it's kind of obvious because it is um and then she's like i'm serious and then Paige comes out and she's like seriously and she's like yeah she's like well she alludes that like she's like well if it's like the person that i think it is i'm sure he was responsible which fuck you um (laughs) of course he wasn't um and then she's like you didn't hear it you didn't feel it nothing she's like no and she's like well You should probably talk to him about it. And she said something that I thought was just, like, a really good um, rule of thumb in general. Like, it's a little harsh, but, like, also, I'm like, that's just good advice, which is ask questions first, get naked later. Like, she said it a little harshly, and I understand if Manny was like, ouch, but that is just solid advice.
1: (laughs) Very solid advice. Um... And I also made a note like, oh, Paige is still ushering these like grade sevens into womanhood, even though they're in grade nine and ten now. Like always in the girl's bathroom, always just like the voice of like lady reason for a bit sometimes. Um, But she's still like kind of like the go to older girl that gives advice in the bathroom, which is nice to see
0: very pro page, 11 page. Um, yeah. So yeah, so then Manny goes to her gymnastics meet and there's a baby crying in the background because of course there is and her mom's right there and she's panicking and for some reason Craig is at this thing taking photos like a fucking weirdo with his bushy hair. <laughs> you guys, you know I love Craig, but right now I really fucking hate Craig. Um like why is he even there? I guess he's taking photos for the yearbook. Which I think is what you were just about to say. Sorry <laughs> I cut you off. Um, but yeah, so she's, like, super freaking out, and she goes to get on the balance beam, and she, like, takes a step and immediately falls off.
1: And then immediately gets disqualified for falling off the beam, which I feel like is not a thing, but maybe it's because she, like, was on the ground for a long time. Yeah. I think so. And then she runs out, and she's upset. And then Craig uh, finds her outside of the gym and is like, hey, it's not, are you okay? I'm like, I'm sure it's not that bad. And then Manny is like, hey, um, when we were together, did you use a condom? And he's like, "Um, what? Why are you asking me this? Um, And then she's like, please just tell me. And he's like, you said it was okay. I assumed you were on birth control. And she is like, um, it was my first time. I meant that it was okay that this was happening. There was like a break. There was like a miscommunication that probably shouldn't have been a miscommunication. Um, or also, and also just a lack of communication in the situation. Cause it didn't seem like anybody was thinking about a condom at all.
0: Yeah. Which is confusing for many reasons. Cause like, okay, first of all, Craig, don't fucking confuse consent with like being like, cool, right? Bareback. But, but, uh, <laughs> literally what i wrote down um but i just it doesn't make sense to me that a 15 year old confused like just like general consent with like yeah she's totally on birth control like if a guy is 25 i kind of understand that more like it's still not great like you should still ask like you should still say the words are you on birth control and also just as a as a psa in general if you are sleeping with a person and they know you like they don't know you well enough to know whether or not you're on birth control. You should wear a condom anyway because that's how you don't get diseases. Like if a person that you're not like with enough and is like, it's just like I don't know her that well. I don't know whether or not she's wear- whether or not she's on birth control or has an IUD or whatever. Like definitely wear a condom with that person because you don't know them well enough to know where they've been. I'm just I'm just saying, you guys. Like, don't get chlamydia.
1: Yeah, or gonorrhea. You know. Bad STDs. Or I, I think they're called STIs now. They're not diseases, they're like illnesses. Infections, I don't know. I Infections. Right. Um, anyway, so they have that uncomfortable conversation. He's like, why? Is everything okay? And she's like, Everything's fine. And then the next day I guess maybe it's still that day she like leaves Degrassi and goes on a run with her like very bulky disc man and awkward headphones and she's on a run and she's freaking out and she like kind of starts hyperventilating and then she goes to the Nelson household to speak with Spike and she's like Spike I think I'm pregnant like good on you Manny for going to like Spike for this because she's probably the perfect person
0: I have notes about the running <laughs> all right, first of all, I used to run with a disc man. It is bulky, it is uncomfortable. those things skip i i'm I feel her pain. It is the worst way to go running um anyway, so yeah, anyway, um, and then also, like it's definitely like a trend in t v and movies like they did it in girls, and they I feel like they do it in a lot of things where like hot girls go on runs to like reduce stress slash metaphorically run away from their problems (laughs) it is like like i don't i don't know why it's like a weird trope and i'm sure that like someone has picked up on this elsewhere and i just really needed to point it out um because it's a thing that i just noticed i'm like why are all these hot girls going on runs to like reduce stress like it does do that but like that's usually not my first go-to method
1: um but anyway she goes to spike's house and She takes a pregnancy test, which, again, Canadian pregnancy tests are weird. We even talked about this while we were watching the episode. Um, Gone are the weird square ones Spike used in season two. Was it season two? Yeah. And now that it's, like, a weird, like, clear one that I feel like changed to color when we found out that Mandy was pregnant. I don't know. It was weird.
0: Yeah, it turned pink instead of blue, and it was clear, and it was confusing. (laughs) I don't know. Canada. Email us. Do you have weird pregnancy tests, or is this just a TV thing? I don't know.
1: Like, I feel like the go-to TV method is just, like, the big plastic thing. That is, like, what a pregnancy test looks like. Anyway, she takes a pregnancy test. It is positive. She is freaking out. And then she finds – then the next day she has, like, arranged to meet Craig. He's like, hey, like, I'm running late. I'm going to – um like what's going on and she's like um i took a test and i have a doctor's appointment later to like make sure but i think i might be pregnant and then fucking craig is like you know what this is great i just
0: oh Oh, boy when you watch these episodes like, like when you watch any episode with craig in it for the most part um and you know like you've already seen to the end and you like know what happens with Craig and like what his situation is you're like everything makes sense <laughs> um but yeah so Craig is being like just wow wow um he is being himself but yeah it's it's like It's a lot. It's just a lot. And he's like, we're going to be a family. And I'm like, no, you suck. You are 15. You cannot be a dad. You are 15 and, like, largely unstable. And, like, neither of you are in, like, like, Craig is in a pretty, okay. like, they're both in, like, buying home situations. But it's not like either of them can be like, let's add a child to this. Because the thing with Emma's mom was that Emma's mom had help from her mom. So I just, she was like, my mom was really understanding. So I feel like she had help from her mom. Like, Manny doesn't have that option with her family. Like, Joey can barely take care of Craig and Angela. Like, <laughs> let alone Craig, Angela, Manny, another baby. Like, his brain will explode.
1: Yeah. We, I know. We don't even see Craig. We don't even see Joey in this episode. It's like, so not, doesn't even go that far. But, yeah, no, you are children. You're not ready for a child. You, like, calm down. Um, And that's the end of part one. So then part two starts out with them already, like, walking arm-in-arm arm in the hallway. They're, like, fully back on as a couple. They're, like, not hiding anymore. And they, like, are walking down the hall. And then I think they kind of bump into Ellie. And she's like, I'm walking here. And I'm like, can you please, like... Do that again, but in, like, the stereotypical New York accent, please, Ellie.
0: Seriously. And speaking of Ellie, I think we need to take a break for fashion police, if that's fine. Which we
1: haven't done
0: yet. Yeah. We, we're 32 minutes into this, and we have not talked about <laughs> the fashion choices, of which there are some worth noting. Um, for starters, um, Manny is wearing her dumb, like Western one sleeve shirt where she like looks like a John Wayne movie. (laughs) It's, it's confusing. And I like Paige's like weird, like crochet mesh top. Like, I feel like she's worn that before. And also her hair looks good in like a, like stringy 2004 kind of way.
1: Yeah, Paige looks really good in this whole episode. Also, with that weird, like, one-sleeve, whatever-the-fuck shirt, Manny's also wearing, like, a tan, like, of course, like, Britney spears newsboy hat. Um,
0: um, Also, this is more of, like, a like beauty, like, department of the show thing, but they made Manny look actually sick. It was very good. Um I like Manny's like subdued shirt after she realizes that she's probably pregnant and it's like it's like stripy and like just like real mellow. I'm like, "Manny, you're so pretty when you're not wearing something out of control bonkers town." Um at one point Paige is wearing an outfit that is entirely blue. <laughs> it's head to toe. The sunglasses are blue, baby blue, regular blue, all the blues. It is horrible and so 2004.
1: Also, so 2004 with that all blue outfit. Did you notice the Tiffany's heart like chain necklace that she was no. wearing? So she was basically like a Tiffany's box. She was kind of wearing Tiffany blue ish and had that like every girl I remember like wanted that necklace or like the corresponding bracelet in like 2004. It was a, like a time. I like went to a time capsule to that point in time.
0: Seriously, it's very spot on. Um also, I already mentioned um Craig's extra bushy hair for some reason. Um so bushy, right now. so bushy. Um and I like Ellie's like weird chains. She's wearing like a thousand chains for some reason. She's looking extra punk in these like two episodes and I think it's just to make her look scarier towards Manny, like <laughs> like I don't know if that was a conscious choice, but it was maybe a conscious choice for the costume department.
1: Um, we see Chris for two seconds in this episode, and not only is he beatboxing while waiting for Emma to answer the door, he's wearing a backwards Kangol hat, that light blue. I think that's, I need to look this up. I think it's called a Kangol hat, and it's bad.
0: Can we talk about Liberty's fashion <laughs> choices? Always. Oh, my God, Liberty. In fucking All right, so first of all, in her first meeting with Sean after... She like gets into a fight with JT. She is dressed exactly like a minion, like she's wearing blue jean overalls and she is wearing yellow from head to toe, basically. I'm like, I've never seen this movie, but I s- used to like. They had it was everywhere for some reason. She- I was like, you look like a minion. What's? Ha-? I think she was even wearing
1: glasses. She was wearing glasses, and also in that same conversation, Sean was wearing. A bandana and a beanie at the same time. Like, Sean, they're both bad, but just pick one because them together is, like, somehow the worst thing I've seen in my life.
0: Sean and Ellie need to take that advice, you know, like take off one accessory (laughs) before you leave the house. That is something that they need to be more aware of. Can we please talk about Liberty trying to be Sandy from Greece? Because it is a lot She's wearing, like, a really shitty fake leather jacket and a white shirt and, like, a, like, it's, what's that material? The, like, scarf material, but it's, like, a see-through, like, very thin and it's, like, crinkly. I can, like, feel it just thinking about it, but it's red and terrible.
1: Someone, I'm pretty sure uh, Sean makes a Grease reference, like, are you trying out for, like, the community theater production of Greece as Rizzo or it's like somebody makes a Rizzo reference I'm like please she is not Rizzo she's trying to be like reenact the last scene in Greece and it's bad and but it's a and by bad I mean amazing because we literally paused and rewound the scene multiple times we took pictures Kelsey Instagrammed it I snapchatted it it's like one of my favorite things ever
0: It's amazing and also the Rizzo reference very relevant to this episode because Rizzo had a pregnancy scare and also I like I kind of feel like she was pregnant and had an abortion. Like I feel like that's what happened in Greece and just no one's talking about it. So I don't know. That's just that's just my opinion. I don't know. But either way very relevant to
1: this episode. Yeah, I think that tracks. But yes. Um, I think that's all the fashion I really have. Toward the end, I wasn't really taking any other fashion notes. All right. So, yes, we're at school. Manny and Craig are, like, totally back on. And Ashley and Ellie are like, what the fuck is happening? Paige sees Manny, and she's, like, wearing her blue outfit. And she's like, um, what's going on? am um, I looks like... Like, there wasn't a problem with the condom. And Manny's like, oh, I mean, no, not that. Uh, just kidding. Uh, I don't know. Bye. And, like, is very shady and, like, not really good at hiding what is happening with her. And then um, Paige goes to class. And Ashley walks in. And she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Like, I can't believe they're, like, dating now. And then Paige is like, oh, you want to know what might be worse? And you're like, oh, Paige. You're, su- you're such a gossip. Like, your gossiping ways went out over, like, being a nice, like, older peer to Manny. <laughs> and she's like, she might be pregnant. Bye.
0: Yeah. Paige likes gossiping more than she likes friendship. Um. <laughs> also, and I wrote, did we learn nothing from rumors and reputations? Come on, Paige. I mean, it's it's like a true rumor, but still, like, be a pal, dude. Mm-hmm. Just, like, be cool.
1: And... Then we hop over to the B-plot, which I love this B-plot even better. Um, the grade nines are in class, and I think they're in Mr. Armstrong's class? I don't know. No, remember.
0: it's that guy that we never
1: know. Oh, the is. guy whose name we don't know. Um, and he's like, we're partnering up. And um, Liberty Van Zandt, and then in the background, JT's like, not me, not me, not me, with Sean Cameron. And it's like, oh, what an odd couple. Also, Liberty's
0: reaction to... We're pairing up. She's like, oh, and I'm like, Liberty and I are the same. Mm-hmm. Like, there's genuinely nothing worse than a group or a paired up project because I always had to do all the work. Because despite the fact that I was a delinquent, I also, like, you know, especially for English or history, because I liked English and history. So I would try harder than the delinquents that I was paired up with. It was very <laughs> annoying. I just, mm, I have a, I hold a lot of resentment for group and paired up projects.
1: They're always the worst. Um, Unless you like got paired with a good person. Like I, rem- this is going to be a tangent, but I remember one year when I was in AP stats, like I was paired with two other majorly type A people and we like got shit done like two weeks before the project was due and we presented it first and it was like the nerdiest thing I've probably ever done in high school. And it was great because it was so efficient. <laughs> I had a similar
0: situation in my AP Gov class. I was paired up with my friend Deb. And we fucking knocked it out of the park. It was pretty awesome, actually.
1: Um, They're paired up. They're not happy about it. Liberty's like, oh, gosh, this hell's angel and training. Like, they both give each other, like, weird, very long, like, nicknames for each other. And mm-hmm. they're both just not happy about it. And then we cut to we're in the bathroom again. Manny's like crying no. oh wait no I skipped something
0: <laughs> as you are want to do Holland gets too excited and we'll jump like three scenes later I'm like no 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 backtrack backtrack whereas I will do this thing a lot or like I'm not fully paying attention for some reason because I'm reading my notes and Holland will go on a whole tangent I'll respond to it we'll talk about it for several minutes and then I'll try to bring it up again because I'll think that she skipped it. And she's like, you literally just talked to me about this four seconds ago. Sorry. Our brains are broken. It's very hot. Um, Okay. So they're in the cafeteria and Craig is like, look what I found. And it's a book of baby names because they're like, that's like the only good thing about having a baby is naming it. Because naming stuff is fun. <laughs> All right? Like, You need to think realistically and not be like, we should name it Gerald or whatever. Like, fucking get it together. (laughs) Fucking get it together, you dummies. But he's like, look, I got a baby book name. And she's like, oh, my God. And I'm like, I fucking hate you both. You're both garbage. But mostly Craig. Because you can tell, like, you can kind of see it in Manny's eyes. That she's, like, not fully believing it. But she, like, kind of is. I don't know. And then Ashley walks over and she's like, what you're reading? And she sees the baby name book, and she's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and she says, like, one of my favorite lines, um, which is, these idiots are pregnant. And I was <laughs> like, yes, that is correct. And it's like, I was just like, oof. That's harsh that she, like, is basically announcing it to the whole school when it's none of her business. But also, like, they're walking around flaunting it, and she is a woman scorned. So I'm
1: like, I, I get it. I do. There's a reason that in about... Three episodes time, we see what her band name is at the Battle of the Bands competition. Um, hell hath no, hell no fury. Hath no fury. You know, um, I, I want that flaming Craig shirt so badly. This is, this is probably a conversation we're going to happen, have in the rock and roll high school episode, but we'll get back to that. Anyway, not, I mean, it was like, I get it. I get why she did that. Because that would be shitty. And at the same time, like, oh, that's fucking harsh. So then after that, Manny is crying in the bathroom, understandably. And Terry Oh Terry. Terry and Paige walk in, and Terry's like, Oh my god, I can't believe Manny's gonna have a baby. I'm so jealous. And are like, Terry, why are you jealous of teen pregnancy? What is happening with you? And Paige is like, Terry, you're. what are you talking about? That is crazy. She's totally going to ruin her life and probably her figure. And she's like, oh, wait, I love your lip gloss. And it's like, oh, my God.
0: It's basically exactly what I expected their conversation to be. But also, like, Terry, what the hell? She's like, I'm so jealous. I'm like, who are you? What is... <laughs> Terry shows up at the randomest times to, like, say things that you would not expect that come like, totally out of left field. Like, wasn't she, like, weirdly racist, like... Last season, for, like, a minute, she was just, like, she said something really horrible. And you were, like, what is happening? Like, they just, they're phasing her out. And they just bring her back to say something crazy. And then they send her off again. And it is a disservice to Terry.
1: Yeah, I feel like she said something weirdly racist when the the Kazel episode... And she, there was also another thing she said that was super weird. Like I feel like maybe it was the same episode, but she she talked about. I feel like it was something to do with religion, and you're like Terry, what are you talking about? Please stop.
0: Oh, she said like, isn't it a sin or something? She said something was a sin. I can't remember what it was, but she's like, isn't that a sin? And we were like, Terry, what is happening to you? Maybe maybe it was abortion. What the fuck was it? <gasps> gay marriage? Was it gay something? It was something with gay things.
1: It was the it was a gay. Yeah, she was like like not trying to be homophobic but was kind of like ignorantly homophobic in like the Doctor Sally episode or something. And then she was like probably accidentally racist in the Hazel episode. <laughs> Terry, what is wrong? Like can we help you, please? I just want to help her.
0: But instead they're just trying to phase her out. Why does she have to be like the ignorant guinea pig for this whole thing? What whatever. Anyway, Fucking Terry!
1: Oh Terry! Um, this is okay. I'm not gonna know anyway. So she's crying in the bathroom, and then they leave. And then I'm pretty. Emma follows her in the bathroom, and she's like, "Hey, I heard about what happened. Like, why didn't you tell me?" And Manny's like, "You didn't really want to hear about me and Craig, and because they were fucking fighting again." And then Emma's like, "Why don't you come over to my house after school? We can talk to my mom." And Manny's like, oh, I have plans with Craig. And Emma's like, you can bring him with you. Like, she's being... She's back in good friend mode for now. And is like, let me help you. Like, you can come over. Like, I'm going to stand by you through this time. When I believe it's what I think it is.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um, So, yeah. And then we're back to the B-plot. And Liberty is, like, talking to JT. And he, like falls down or something and she like goes to help him up. She's like, have a nice trip. And he's like, my great grandfather says that joke. And she goes, it's a classic, (laughs) which made both of us laugh so much. It's my favorite thing that Liberty has maybe ever said. She's like so earnest and it's amazing.
1: Yes. It's amazing. She's like, Oh, it's a classic. Like she has like no sense of like irony. It's great. And then JT's like, being very blunt and upfront with her and he's like please stop talking to me like this three-year-old crush on you is, uh, crush on me is getting old He like like it's kind of mean but it's also like with liberty you probably have to kind of be a little mean to be like i don't like you you're making me uncomfortable please stop but jt is a little meaner than that yeah,
0: but he's also been telling her nicely for three years. Like, I I actually completely understand him being like, you need to fucking stop it. And she's like, you know, you really should give up on your crush on Manny, which, like, first of all, pot calling the kettle black here. Um, she's like, you know, you should really give up on your crush on Manny. Like, she's clearly, like, doing her own thing or whatever. And he's like, he's basically like, it has nothing to do with Manny. I don't like you. Which is like, Harsh, but she she genuinely needs to hear it because this is actually ridiculous.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so that little scene happens, and then we're back to at Emma's house. There, Manny, Craig, and Emma are all taking care of baby Jack, and Craig is like, "Oh my God, this is a piece of cake" because the baby's like fine and doing nothing. And then Chris comes and rings the doorbell, and then the baby starts crying, and. Emma's like, you guys take care of this. Um, I'm going to go answer the door. And this is when he's like beatboxing and wearing that awful hat. And then Emma has like a baby monitor outside and hears them like struggling. And I'm like, oh, big surprise. Manny and Craig are awful at taking care of children and don't know what they're doing because they are children.
0: Babies should not take care of babies. I mean, come on, you guys. Like, fucking get it together. And Emma's like, just some new parents and training. And I'm like, nope, stop it. Stop being into this. But whatever. And Chris is like, sounds like they're bad at it. um, Because they fucking
1: are. He says, more like basic training.
0: <laughs> oh, Chris. We we love Chris and his crazy blue hat. Um, But then, like, Emma comes back in. And, like, you can w- watch Manny coming to her senses, basically. She's just like... She's like, oh, no, I can't do this. This is a bad idea. And we're like, fucking finally.
1: Yeah, like, wake up call. Thank you. And then the next day at school, uh, Liberty and Sean are, like, in class working on their project together. And they're both kind of, like, commiserating. Like, JT walks by and Sean is like, oh, JT. And she's like, yeah, he's awful. Like, meh. And Sean's like, I got dumped, too. Amy met some guy at a motocross competition because, of course, (laughs) and he's like, you know what? Like, you just need to get over him. Like, I need to get over Amy. Like, it's going to be fine. I'm like, oh, I kind of like this, like, little heart to heart. Like, Sean is helping Liberty out. It's great. They're becoming pals. Like, little do we know when it's fucking coming. But I was like, oh, I kind of liked it.
0: You yeah, know, I like them as friends yeah. for sure. Like, I just am like, oof, yeah, no, th- please, please don't. Please don't do this. Um, and then we're back with Craig, and he's like carrying around milk and looking for Manny because that's his new thing is he's like trying to give her extra calcium. He doesn't know how this works. Um, but anyway, he's carrying around milk looking for Manny, and he sees Spinner, and he's like, have you seen Manny? And he's like, no, but why don't you sit down? And he's like, yeah, okay. And he's like, I have a question for you. And he's like, what? And then he smacks him in the face. And I just wrote, good question, Spinner. (laughs) Because, same. And it's also, like, and he's just being like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You cannot take care of a child. You are 15. Like, you guys need to do the right thing and give it up for adoption, get rid of it, whatever. Like, just fucking, you cannot do this. And I'm like, this is the most sense that Spinner has ever made in his life.
1: Spinner is, like... For Spinner's, like, for being Spinner is, like, a genius on his level in this episode. He's doing great in English. He is talking sense to Craig. Loved the fucking wake-up call slap that didn't work, but, like, good try, Spinner. And, yeah, Spinner is, like, on point this episode. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And Craig is like, like, you, like, you have family. I, I just live with some guy. And you're like, um, that is... Very much not true. He's like, but Manny, and the baby, those are from me. And it's like, Craig, no, you're way too selfish to, like, have a child or be a father right now. You are a child. This is, doesn't make sense. Joey is your stepdad and Angela is your actual sister. Like, calm the fuck down.
0: He's just being a selfish dummy right now, basically, is, like, the long and the short of it. And it sucks. But you know what? Whatever. <laughs> what the fuck ever um you know and then Manny like goes to Spike again and she's like I need to talk to you I'm 14 I can't take care of a baby I want to have a life I want to go into fashion I want to live in New York and Paris and her life goals changed. But <laughs> regardless, at this point in time, she's like, this is what I want to do. Which like good for her. She wants to do things and have a life and be a person. I mean, spoiler alert, Holland and I super pro-choice. <laughs> um but yeah, so and Spike's like it So then do that. Like you don't have to do this. Like you have alternatives. And Manny's like, so I don't have to do this. And Spike's like Yeah. And she's like Oh, and I'm like, thank you. Spike is the queen. Spike is the best, always, forever. She is my feminist icon.
1: I literally wrote down, Spike is the goddamn best. Like, I love her so much. And, I mean, I guess I understand why Emma has her views, but it's like, your mother, like, like take a note out of your mother's book, please. And, like, like, Spike is just so non-judgmental and is a supportive person. And like supports Manny and is just there for her to offer like advice and like information about the situation. And she's not there to like sway her one way or the other. And she's like the perfect person to help Manny with this. And I think by having that support, it like maybe helps Manny talk to her mom about it, which is what she does next. She goes home. Like she's like, oh, I don't have to do this. Like I have like a plan that I like and that I know. And I think with that, she's able, she's like not confused anymore. She's just more like scared. And she's able to maybe more confidently go talk to her mom about it. So she talks to her mom. She tells her that she's pregnant. And it's a very emotional scene. But her mom ultimately is like supportive. And Manny tells her like she doesn't want to have the baby. She doesn't want to go away like her cousin did that one time. And Manny has made her decision and. Her mother is ultimately supportive.
0: It's actually pretty great and very heartwarming. And like, I know that her family is supposed to be Catholic. So the fact that her mom is like, yes, let's do this. is like very, very cool. So i like, I love this scene. It's, you know, it's, it's a hard thing for Manny to do. And I can't imagine how afraid she was. So it's just like, she was so brave and her mom was very cool. So gold stars all around. Um, and then crazy things happen with Liberty.
1: Yeah. Although I will say, I bet you they did not tell Manny's dad about this.
0: <laughs> oh no. Zero percent. He was fully left out of the loop because her mother was like, do you want to wait for your dad to get home? And she was like, no. And I was like, that was a good call.
1: Um, yeah. So then it's the next day at school and fucking Liberty comes show, like shows up in her Sandy from Greece light outfit. And it's like, I feel like whenever she tries to be cool, she like reverts to weird fifties lingo okay. or just like a weird fifties dress code, which is what she's doing here. She's like, like, Hey got, Hey cats. Like I'm cool now. Blah, blah, I don't know. I don't remember what she says. I wasn't paying attention. I was just laughing at her. And the look on Sean's face is so hilarious. And JT swings by and is like, Oh my God, what is going on? And Liberty's like, Flirting with Sean in her Liberty way. And Sean is like horrified but Towers is next to him and Towers is fucking into it. He, his
0: facial expressions throughout <laughs> this whole thing and like his body language, like he keeps leaning forward and leaning back. Like he can't figure out what he wants to do, but he's just like, so like, he's just super into it. And I'm very <laughs> on board. I am like super on board for this. It is delightful.
1: It's amazing. And then later in the cafeteria, Liberty comes up to Sean and Jay and Towers, and she's like, Oh, hey, like, I'm edgy. I'm on fire. Or actually, after, before that, Sean is like, What is going on? And JT's like, You are her rebound crush. Good luck. Goodbye. You need to be upfront with her. You can't be nice to her. She won't get it. Like, it's Liberty. She needs it, like, thrown in her face. So then in the cafeteria, Liberty comes up to them and she's like, oh, I'm edgy. I'm on fire. And then Sean is like, Liberty, you're about as edgy as a butter knife. I do not like you. I will never like you. Don't have a crush on me. Goodbye. And, like, she, like, kind of gets crestfallen and leaves.
0: It's harsh, but it needed to happen because we know Liberty. And also, she starts it off by bringing Sean a tray. And she says, here, Sean, all of your favorite things. And it's just a banana and a piece of cake. (laughs) (laughs) Like, of course I was like all of his favorite things all two of his favorite things banana cake end of list
1: oh yeah and she's like what are you guys doing after school like like, like let's go like snag some smokes with the five finger discount <laughs> and Jay is like five finger discount like Jay is loving this mm-hmm. Jay
0: and I are one in this scene. Uh, I relate to Jay in this. Scene. He's just like dying, and I'm dying. And yeah, no, Liberty only knows how to be edgy if it is right out of Greece. Because like, did people in the 1950s even talk like that, or is it just like caricatures of the 1950s? She would get along great with Fonzie, and like, and like Fonzie, and like, I don't know Sandy when she's trying to be edgy. End of list.
1: Oh, it's great. So then, after school, Manny comes by Emma's house, and she's talking, she's like, "Oh, spike here." And Emma's like, "Oh, I guess she's upstairs. I don't know." And she's like, "Oh my gosh. I told my mom she was so much better than I ever thought she would be. She's even going to drive me." And Emma's like, "Um, drive you where?" And then Manny's like, "The clinic, I am not ready for this." Like, I'm, like, basically tells Emma she's getting an abortion. And, of course, Emma flies off the fucking handle.
0: She loses her shit because Emma, despite being a feminist, quote unquote, like, sees certain things in, like, totally in black or white. And it's, she's, like, un, like, budgeable And it's, like, she does not bend. And it's fucking ridiculous like it makes like nothing makes me madder than like emma's like pro-life
1: thing yeah and it's like she is taking it way too personally because just because her mom was like 16 and pregnant and decided to keep her like that doesn't mean that everybody should do that because everyone's situations are different and Just because that worked for her mom and, like, led to her life, like, doesn't mean that Manny's situation would work out the exact same way. It's like Emma has, like, blinders on. She's too, like, always too black and white about the issue. And it's just infuriating. And it's like she's not taking a step back and, like, trying to understand why Manny is making this decision. She's kind of making it all about her. Which is
0: kind of what Emma does. And, you know, I mean, Emma being pro-life is like the most confusing thing and my least favorite thing about her. And Emma making everything about her is probably my second
1: least favorite thing about Emma. So Emma's not doing great in this episode. Yeah, it's not great. Um, So they have that fight. Manny's like, I can't do this. And Emma's like, well, what about adoption? It's like. And Manny's like, I cannot go through pregnancy. Like, I can't do this. This is not right for me. And Emma just doesn't understand. And so then the next day at school, uh, Manny finds Craig. And he's like, tries to be all lovey-dovey. And she's like, no, stop. Um, I need to tell you that I'm going to the clinic today. Like, I can't do this. I am not ready. And he... Is like, no, like, no, you can't do this. Like, we're going to be a family. Like, you can't make this decision without me, basically. And then Emma is, like, sweeps in with, like, the most problematic defense of her friend. She's like, Craig, stop. No, leave her alone. Like, don't yell at her. I am furious. Like, I agree with you that she shouldn't be doing this. And if she were anyone else, I would be furious. But... Manny is my friend and she has the right to choose and it's like Emma that's it's like everyone should have the right to choose whether they're your friend or not it's all it's all bad
0: Emma's not great. Craig needs a slap in the face. And I get that this is supposed to be like Emma's rallying moment. And we're supposed to like her more now, but I just, I'm never going to agree with her. Um, And I'm never going to agree with her sentence. If this was anyone else on the street, I would be furious. It's none of your fucking business, bitch. Get it together.
1: Like let her do her. Um, So then the episode ends with Manny goes to the clinic with her mom She's asking all these questions. It's a very informative scene about what it is like to get an abortion, what it's like to go to the clinic. Like, does it hurt? It kind of feels like cramps in your period. How will I feel after? Everyone feels different. Some people cry, some people are relieved. It's all very informative. Like fucking go Canada on like, just like providing this information to the teens of the world. And Manny's like, I'm going to be okay. Uh, and then the episode ends and it's like it ends on kind of a sad note, but also like on a positive note where like Manny is doing what's right for her. She's confident in her decision. She can do this and she should be able to.
0: It's it's pretty amazing. I mean, it's just it's such a good episode and it's such a good end to the episode. We did not talk about towers. Yeah, no, I'm I seeing you realize that <laughs> I, I was going to write. I was going to mention it after, but I I would just like to be like, you know what? Good for you, Canada. Good for you, Degrassi. You guys did a good thing. It was a very informative scene, which I just, I wish there was more of that here, like, just more, like, honest instead of, like, weird Christian propaganda, but, you know, whatever. Um, just, I just, uh, guys, if you have any extra money, donate to Planned Parenthood, Um, because women's health care is important. Um, and also, even if they did just do all abortions, like abortion is legal. Go fuck yourself. Um, sorry, I don't I'm, I'm not going to rant. I'm not going to rant. I'm just going to I'm just going to be here. It's fine. Can we talk about Towers? Because yeah. Towers loves liberty.
1: So we. De- I skipped over this, but whatever. <laughs> as, um, <you> <laughs> as I want to do. But I was going in like the narrative of where things went with that storyline. So the B plot ends with Um, uh, Liberty is like sulking in class and Sean comes up to her and he's like, Hey, I'm sorry. I had to be mean about it, but like, and she's like, Oh, it's fine. Nobody likes me. I'm like awful. I'm blah, blah, blah. And he's like, what would I tell you? What would you do if I told you that somebody does like you? He's going to kill me, but I know someone who likes you turn around and towers is standing outside of the room and Liberty smiles at him. And he's like, all like kind of shy and like waves at her and they're like, smiling at each other and it's great. I love it so much. I kind of almost ship them more than her and JT. I
0: 100% ship them more than her and JT. <laughs> oh my god, I love this. This is my favorite thing. They're just so cute and he's so cute and I just ugh, love it. Um, so I mean, ship of the episode sorted, right? Mhm. Towers and Liberty forever. End of story. Um, and then Spirit Squad Captain, I think there are a few. Who are you leaning the most towards?
1: My first instinct is to go Spike because she helped Manny through everything, and also just Manny for go like taking control of her situation and like like standing by her decision, even though it it definitely wasn't an easy one, and not everybody like reacted very well to it.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely going. Manny with an assist from Spike Mm -hmm. because Spike was like really great, but Manny was the one who ultimately stood up to someone that she loves for some reason and (laughs) really just wants to like stay okay with and her best friend. And she stood up to both of them and was like, this is what I want to do. You're not going to change my mind. I'm not doing something bad. And Spike helped her get there. So yeah, Manny with an assist from Spike.
1: Moral of the episode, I think, is to, it's like, let people make their own decision. Like, I don't know. It's, I mean, I want to say, like, women have a right to choose is basically the right, is, like, the moral of the episode. But I feel like it's slightly more layered in that, like, legally women have a right to choose and you shouldn't, like, judge people for doing what is right for them
0: abortion isn't a shameful thing it is an option a legal option an option that you have a right to because it's not a baby it's not even really a fetus at this point it's just a collection of cells i just i have a lot of feelings on this you guys um but just just abortion isn't a shameful thing you have options and you shouldn't be ashamed of whatever option you decide to take whether it is like keeping a baby when you're 14 because your situation allows it or you've bad judgment um, or you give it up for adoption because you're like, you know what? I don't feel comfortable with abortion and I can be pregnant and give birth and give it away and be fine with that, which is noble and not a lot of people can do that or getting an abortion, which is like your legal right. And is totally a fine option.
1: And also if you don't personally believe in abortion and if you are life and you don't agree with the practice that you shouldn't like that is not your decision whether somebody else does that it's I feel like it's if someone wants to do choose abortion that is none of your business and you shouldn't like shame somebody for making their own decisions just like people shouldn't shame you for believing that like just mind your own business live in peace like don't like push your judgments onto somebody else
0: Exactly, nailed it. Um, so like that is the app. Ep- oh wait, we have to read a YouTube comment. We we only for some reason on both of these we could only find like one really funny one. Um, so Holland's gonna read it because it's great.
1: So this one is from the part two. Um, and it's from Matthew Rosales. I think I'm saying that right. Uh, two months ago, and he just says. Paige, get out of the fucking bathroom. You're always in the shitter, which Kelsey and I laughed at that for a while. And it's true. Paige is always in the bathroom. But I also feel like it's maybe like a like girls are always kind of hang out in the bathroom. So now we can go into our grapevine section. And we actually got a very, very nice email. So if you listen to the show, you probably know that we record these like very, Far ahead of time. Like last weekend we were out of town, so we couldn't record, and that's why we skipped a day. Um, so literally the day after we had recorded everything for like the past three episodes, we got this email from Sean Quigley, who has named himself like our resident straight male listener. And he answered a lot of great questions for us. We probably will be calling upon you to answer more in the future, I'm sure. Um But, Kelsey, did you want to read some of the highlights from his lovely, lovely email?
0: I think I'm just going to read the whole thing because it's just (laughs) a good email, and we can, like, comment along as we go if that works. Okay. So, Sean says, Hey, Panthers, you've recently called straight straight male listeners to action. Seeing as it's possible, I stand alone in that category. (laughs) I felt obligated to write in and fill you in on some of the more gruesome details of post-2000s male pubescent behavior. I first must say that you guys rock. I't I feel weird self-congratulating. <laughs> Thank you. Um, being an aforementioned straight male in my late twenties, you can imagine how exceedingly difficult it is to find people to talk to grassy with. We get it.
1: Um, <laughs> Even being like straight females in our twenties, not a lot of people want to talk to, it, to us about it.
0: Exactly. People are like, "Um, what are you talking about?" <laughs> Sorry um it dawned on me to rewatch the show coincidentally the same time your podcast started so it all came together perfectly I've tried to convince my own podcast co-host on the shameless plug plug warning hottest girl in class podcast so you guys go listen to the hottest girl in class podcast (laughs) to start watching but thus far no luck well we're sorry to hear that I mean they really should get it together because Degrassi is the best um now as per your query on boys watching porn together Nine out of ten guys will go to great lengths to deny this, but believe me when I say, it's true. At that age, one will do, if you don't mind my saying whatever it takes, (laughs) (laughs) to get a glimpse of anything remotely pornographic. In the age when internet porn was somewhat in its infancy, oh, early 2000s, (laughs) that often meant going to a friend with unmonitored computer use or happened to have porn in the house for a peep. I remember most vividly my friend of Jimmy Brooks' economic status. (laughs) (laughs) Good call. Um, Having the Spice Channel on all day in his home. I don't know what the Spice Channel is, but I think it's like a porn thing probably. (laughs) Um, Many times for novelty. Others because we were in fact horny, obnoxious versions obsessed with seeing (laughs) naked women. (laughs) It's sad, embarrassing, and creepy. Yeah, (laughs) but it's the truth. Communal pornography viewing was most certainly a bedrock of young dude culture. Now, a few words in defense of my gender. In all matters, you are correct. We are, for all intents and purposes, gross, awful, garbage people. I think that's a direct quote from me because I say that a lot. I need to find better things to say about humans. Alas, that is just part of growing up. As much as Emma can't control her moodiness undergoing her first period, I love this email. <laughs> we can't help being dumb, macho, somewhat sexist idiots. It's part of learning who you are when you're a goofy kid and accurately feeling like a man for the first time. Luckily, most men grow out of this to at least some degree. Sometimes. So far, my buddies, Jimmy, Spinner, Craig, JT, and of course the saddest (laughs) potato of them all, Toby, understand they don't know any better. Forgive my long-windedness and thanks for making at least an hour and a half of my work week pure bliss. I plan on writing a review, but I'm holding off as many of my very inappropriate crushes make their first appearance later in the show. Straight guy, straight guy correspondent Sean Quigley here, signing off. Now back to you, ladies. I love you. This was a delightful email. I've read it like three times because it makes me so happy. Thank you, Sean Quigley. You delight us. We enjoy you. Write us more emails because we'll just like be our friend.
1: Yes, and like once those inappropriate crushes come to light, I would be. Like, I want to ship you with them so badly and make it magical for you because I feel like we're friends now, even though we've never met. And I, I've seen you on our Twitter sometimes, too. He retweeted, like, a photo that we posted of Craig in his Sid Vicious um, outfit and said Punk is certainly not dead, like, a while ago, too. So we see you, Sean Quigley, and we love you, and thank you so much for that email. Um. So, we also have a review to read. I know for a fact it is from my sister, but she had previously written one for us, like, basically when the show had one episode that was, like, to help us out. But now, she is also kind of our number one listener, and she has rewritten a review. So, I feel like she just wants to be shipped to somebody. So, Allegra is just hanging out in San Diego, where she lives. She's in Southern California. And this is at a time where Jay and Manny, spoiler alert for future ships, are like maybe on a hiatus, but it is when Degrassi has come to Hollywood. And they're like in strife. Like they are like not together right now, but they're in Hollywood. And one day, Allegra is like at a comedy club in Hollywood. She's hanging out. And then after the show, she sees, guess what? It's fucking Jay with his backwards hat and his floopy floppy hair. I know she loves her hair. He has not gotten a haircut. He's looking fine. He's still kind of snarky, but he has learned his lessons from like past troubles. And they start talking. They start riffing. They both have like a nice sense of humor. And they just have like a magical night out on the town. They have like a very brief, like no strings attached, like fun, flirty relationship for like maybe a week. She goes back to San Diego. He mends fences with Manny. He like needed to get out of his head to like see what was important. Allegra helped him like free his mind. It was a beautiful romantic experience, but they both knew it was for just, it was just like a short thing that they both needed in their lives. And that is my ship story for you thank you for leaving us a review allegra thanks allegra you're the best
0: also that was a beautiful story (laughs) and i'm sure she'll appreciate it um so it's time for shameless plugging um okay so if you want us to make a very cool fan fiction about you you should leave us a review. And rate us on iTunes because we will like that. Also subscribe to us on iTunes because then you'll know that we do this twice a week and you'll be like, oh my God, I'm so sick of these people. <laughs> or you can be like Sean and be like, you guys, this delights me, thank you. Um, also send us emails because we will read the emails and talk about the emails. We like it the most if you ask us questions because as much as I like to hear, you're great. If you just email us being like, you're great. And like, that's it. I'm not going to read it on here because then I'm going to sound like a self congratulatory asshole. Um, <laughs> and same goes for tweets. So if you want us to read something, you can like ask us questions or like give us like an opinion on something that we can like talk about. Um, so you can do that, whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com. Uh, tweet at us at DegrassiPod. Um, and we're also on Tumblr, whatever it takes podcast.tumblr.com. Um, And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at KelSucks with a Z at the end.
1: And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular. Um, And as far as plugging something else, I'm going to plug a podcast that I've just been listening to nonstop since last weekend because our mutual friend Hillary told us about this amazing podcast called Who Weekly, which is amazing. And it's basically these two people um who take you through like the weird like d to f list celebs who like who when you see their names you ask who like who is that and it's amazing and i love it and it's hilarious
0: it's really good highly recommend um i am going to recommend a show that is not on the air anymore um uh or not on television anymore whatever Um, I have done nothing but watch Veronica Mars for like five days. It's on Amazon Prime. The movie is floating around somewhere. The movie gives you really excellent closure from season three. It was gotten rid of before it's time. I'm still mad about it. It's the perfect show. Just go watch Veronica Mars. Um, and that's it for us. Bye, Panthers.
1: Bye, Panthers.